Tony Hernandez Pumare, writer and author, professional and motivational speaker, TV presenter, life coach, and international ambassador for autism and mental health. Is proud to invite you to his podcast, My Time with Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. Hi, good evening, or good afternoon, or good morning. At any time that you're either watching me or listening to me, I just want to say thank you for tuning in to this new episode of My Time. This is your host, Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. And if you, and if you haven't done so yet and you want to learn more about my podcast, the first thing that I'm going to do is invite you to follow or subscribe to my podcast. My podcast is available in different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google, YouTube, and many others. So if you haven't done so yet and you don't want to miss an episode of my podcast or you want to watch the previous episodes, I ask you all of you to subscribe to my podcast. So I'm truly grateful for all of you to tune in to this very special episode of my time with Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. And this is a very special episode, especially for people that are in the United States, because uh, in today's episode, we're going to talk about the election, the upcoming midterm elections. And I know you may ask me, Tony, I'm sick and tired of politics. I'm sick and tired of the ads. I'm sick and tired of both you know, both parties attacking each other, you know, the divisions, the media. I'm sick and tired of them all. So why, please, why you're doing an episode of politics and of the election? Hey, you may not, you know, you may not be interested, but you may be interested in this episode. Because in this episode, we're gonna talk about, you know different things you know why people are asking me why you like politics why you're interested in politics also we're going to talk about the challenges with people with disabilities special needs face in regards to the elections um the issues at stake and and then and i'm going to close it out with the final message so uh, i really appreciate you all again i want to appreciate everybody for tuning in so let us begin so how do i get into politics i got into politics when i was a kid uh, as you know, I was born and raised in the island of Puerto Rico. And where I come from, my home, uh, they call you know, politics one of, one of, if not, our national sport. And the reason for it is because, you know, politics in Puerto Rico, and as, as well as other, let's say, you know, Hispanic, uh, Latin American you know, countries, is very traditional. There's always a high turnout rate. Uh, there's a tradition of voting for specific parties, depending on your values, what you like, or tradition. Um, in Puerto Rico, there's three uh, main political parties. Uh, one main political party uh, supports the current government, you know, the current status of Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is not an entire country. Uh, it's part of the United States. It's a commonwealth or territory of the United States. So there's one party that supports the, let's say, the status quo. Another party, uh, you know, advocates for Puerto Rico to become a, the, the 51st state of the United States. And then there's another party uh, which advocates for, in the, you know, independence for Puerto Rico. 
Uh, obviously, there's there's not well today. There are not the only three parties. There are different parties, you know, depending on the different ideologies. Whether it's you know you know liberal or conservative, and it all depends. So, but again, just to make it to, you know, so stay with the conversation. Three political parties when I was there, and the, it started because I believe it was in 1996 when I was six years old. I remember seeing so many cars have waving like flags, and I was wondering what is this. And I asked my mom; she told me about something of an, an election. But at that time, and obviously this was when I was six years old, I was able not able to process things as well as it is today. Um, you know, that's one of the challenges of living in the autism spectrum. Is a lot of times difficulties processing other things. Um, you may process some things easier, but for other people that let's say call neurotypical or normal, you know, just sometimes you may have difficulties processing that. But at that time, um, what interesting the what was interesting to me was the colors. I saw red flags. You know, you know, with a you know what they call it the pop. You know, I don't know how to call it in Spanish, but this was different colors: red, green, and blue representing each political party. And and that's how I got into politics. I was interested, you know, playing around with the with the flags in Puerto Rico, you know, my island, they do caravans, you know, with the different multiple cars, you know, going to the different towns, you know, the candidates trying to meet people, saying hello and trying to get votes. Um, they do they used to do, you know, large events, not as much today. Um, because right now, you know, politics or politicians over in Puerto Rico are completely unpopular. But back then, they had a little bit more popularity. Let's let's say it like that. And only Puerto Rico, but you can connect it with other places, especially here in the United States. But to get to the point, I, I rent a little bit. Um, you know, it got me interested, and but I was not conscious in terms of this uh, process, how it worked. How it came to be. Um, then four years later, 2000, same thing. I went with my dad to vote. You know, he, my dad voted, not me. I was 10 years old, and and then after that, the the moment in which I really, really started to get not only more involved with politics, but also with you know government news, was right after the attacks on September the 11th, the terrorist attacks in New York, in DC and Pennsylvania, the day in which changed our world forever. And we're still, and we're still living the impacts of that day. Something happened that day and, and for some reason, it's difficult for me to uh, process it. Um, I got more involved in learning. I got like a hobby or develop a hobby of, of you know, getting watching the news. I didn't know exactly what was happening, who was who, the government. I know about the terrorist attacks. I know that we were under attack, and I know that the government was doing everything to protect our, you know, us, the citizens. But I was beginning in this process in terms of learning more about about this, about the news, about the government. And I was I got more involved. It became an obsession to watch the news. I developed a habit to watch the news. 
Uh, then 2003, the Iraq war began, got more involved. And I disliked, and you know, not to get political. As I said, I'm just explaining it for the purpose of my story with politics. I didn't like, I didn't, I, I hate, I didn't like how they did the invasion. I'm, you know, didn't, you know, uh, you know, the war and everything. I didn't, I like that the current government back then. And I supported the other party, you know, the other candidate, because simply I didn't like the government that launched the war in Iraq. Let's leave it like that. And, and, and then I got more into politics. I, you know, not only in the U.S., but also more in Puerto Rico, because in 20, you know, 2004, I was living in Puerto Rico, not the, you know, not in the mainland, not in the United States. And, um, and, and then, you know, I was, I was intrigued with, you know, it's, it may feel weird, but I was intrigued with how elections came to be, you know, how we got to this point, who was running the numbers, the different positions. I was not very aware about the, the positions. Well, like I know about the war. That was the main uh, issue at the time because we were in the immediate aftermath of 9-11. And, 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 and I even got a game for politics in 2004. Um, you can say that I was supporting the Democrats at that time, but I didn't know much about both parties, to be honest. I was, you know, trying, you know, and also, you know, I kept more attention about the election in Puerto Rico, learn more about it. And, and then, you know, I became more intrigued in politics. I became, I haven't, you know, for a 14 year old, 13 year old, you know, teenager to watch news. Some people may have called me, you know, you're crazy, you're weird, but, and, and I don't, and I talk about this a little bit in my book, but not too much in detail because Politics has always been um, a very touchy, a very complicated topic for me to talk about with others. And I didn't want to be misunderstood. So that was the thing here. I didn't want to be misunderstood. And and then I continued watching the news 2006, 2007, 2008. Obviously, you know, 2008, Obama came in. Everybody was loving Obama. You know, not everybody. <laughs> not everybody. But most people were supporting, loving Obama. And they both, and obviously got elected. And I thought that things were going to go great. But in those years, I got more into the conspiracy theories of government. And, and I got in those years of 2007, 2008, that's where I call it the dark ages. And um, a lot of things, a lot of crap was going on in my life. Um, and, and, and then it was so many, I was so frustrated with myself, depression here and that, you know, I didn't trust the government. I didn't trust anybody. I didn't trust myself. And, um, and, you know, I was very, I didn't support the Obama government. I was against the, the Obama government. Um, and it was like that for a couple of years until 2015. Um, I saw that Donald Trump announced that he was going to run for president in 2015. And and you know what? I I always you know study about Trump as an entrepreneur, right? As a business person. And the reason for it was because I was into personal development. I was in terms of finances. I was into that and in our world as well and 
and overall we want to you know it's been an interest you know i want to learn more about government how to involve because especially after in 2014 i started doing more work for autism that's where it all began almost 10 years ago and i was wondering how what can i do to help um families impacted by autism or other disabilities not just being an advocate out there on the outside but perhaps being more involved in government as well could be that i can run for a position you know public office someday could be could be not uh, but what is not what is very clear is that i wanted to get more involved into this to learn about the process about politics and the government and how it works overall so I've been interested in, in politics and and I and I am interested in politics. You know, I talk about my positions, what people whether people agree with me or not. Sometimes I post it, you know, a lot, sometimes you know, I post it on social media. And I I'm very clear with people to, you know, you can criticize me, but to do your own research. And even if you support my positions, you know, do your research as well. Don't always go, you know, on something, you know, if, if, what if that person is wrong? You, you know, you have to do your own research. Do your own research and then make take a position or whether you support one thing over the other. I think that because right now we're being guided by extremes in both political parties, I have to say it. And we have the mainstream media, which nobody has any credibility on it. Um, we, and people can get very frustrated and angry, especially with the state of things. But this country has to a lot of great things, and we can never, you know, forget about that. The question here is how can we overcome the challenges despite our differences, politics, religion, society, beliefs, to work together towards a better common goal and to create a better country for everybody. That's what the end goal is regardless of who you support, what your philosophy is. And, and that's why I've always, that's what I believe. And I always, always believe I have my beliefs, I have my positions, but I will never ask you or demand for you to accept my positions. I will always ask you to think for yourself, do your research and then take a position whether you support it or not. Even if you support my positions, I'll ask you the same thing. Do your research and then make the decision or not and that's what we need especially as we you know today we, you know this is saturday november the 5th uh, we're going to have the midterm elections on november the 8th this is something to think about in this position especially as we get closer to election day uh so in terms of you know the elections um and now talking a little bit about you know of my work as an advocate for people with disabilities I was looking into data. I was I was wanting to learn more about, you know, the patterns of voters with disabilities. Um, you know, the percentage is it high? Is it low? And I was looking into data, and according to Rogers uh, University, um, in that in 20, you know the election of 2020, um, compared to 2016, the turnout for voters with disabilities increased by six percent you know exactly 5.9 which is was more than the 5.3 increase with with citizens with no disability so that's pretty good 
the as I said, se, you know, the last election, November the twenty, you know, twenty twenty, seventeen point seven million uh, Americans with disabilities, you know, reported voted on the election, and according to the, the to the U.S. Election Assistance Commission, uh, it finds that eleven percent of voters with disabilities have some type of difficulty voting in twenty twenty which indicates a total 1.95 million voters with disabilities experience voting difficulties. I've always been in favor of providing different alternatives for the different, you know, the populations, whether it's disabilities or senior citizens that cannot both, maybe they cannot go in person, they can vote by mail or absentee, uh, securely of course, and or early voting. And obviously, uh, you know, based on what I'm seeing, you know, right now it is more accessible than ever to vote. You know, that's the reality. You know, some people in the media may say, oh, there's restriction of voting rights. But the numbers here said otherwise. From 2016 to 2020, there was a 6% increase of voters with disabilities in the United States. So I think that that takes down that, that argument. That there are challenges? Yes. Um, there's, you know, as I said, only almost 60% of voters with disabilities, you know, voted, but there's still a high percentage of people that didn't vote. How can we get more people with disabilities, despite the challenges that they face or limitations that they face, get them to vote and not simply to get them to vote, but to participate in the, in, in this process? How can we do that? That's the challenge that we face, regardless if you're a family or have a person with a disability, autism, down syndrome or many others or not. And that's something that we had to work on. As I said, there has been progress. Uh, most people with disabilities, according to data, prefer to vote by mail, you know, because of the different challenges, of course, sometimes, you know, challenges, you know, especially with, I'm not talking about autism, um, you know, because you know, not being in line is more comfortable, more safe to vote by mail. Um, you know, I don't mind that at all. I prefer safe elections. I prefer, you know, obviously I prefer, in my case, I prefer to vote in person and I'm going to vote in person. That's me. And I prefer people to vote in person, especially on election day, but that's just me. But right now, more than ever, it's much easier to vote than before, than even 10 years ago. So the numbers over there speak for themselves. And, but we still have a long ways to go to make sure that people with disabilities, if you're an autistic advocate or autistic person or a person with other, any other disability, it's important for you to know your rights, know your rights and protect your rights, protect your right to vote. You know, after ADA, which is not perfect and we need updates today, you know, it helps you protect that right. The, you know, this is not simply about just going to a ballot box and put a paper into a box, but it's about participating in the democratic process of our country because you know a lot of issues that impact people with disabilities and families with disabilities and autism are at stake in the you know on this election you know how can how can we as a community move forward in getting more involved get more government involved more community involved with different challenges that we face one challenge out there is the increase of people with autism especially adults and the and the lack of you know of services for adults with autism in the country. Um, that's one of the challenges, especially for, you know, and obviously there's many challenges, many topics like the economy, inflation, border security, schools, healthcare, 
environment, many others, whether you're, regardless of where you are in the political spectrum, there's many challenges out there. That's the reason why you need to vote and get involved. That's what you need to do. And, and but I want to um, talk about this, you know, a little bit about, you know, I got how I got interested in politics, you know, the challenges with people with disabilities. But let's talk about, I'm going to ask you, as I said, I don't tell people, sure, I say, I, <clears throat> I may support, you know, candidates, I may support party, I have my own beliefs, but I will never impose on people. I will repeat it again here. You may, you have to do your own research of the candidates, the positions, the, the, the political parties. You have to make that research and then make the best decision for you and your parent, for your family. And don't let the politics, the media tell you otherwise. The, it is much easier now than before to do research on your candidates. <clears throat> we have Google, we have different search engines. And not only we have the mainstream positions like governors, senators, uh, we have local races. A lot of times, you know, the local races are more important than the state or even federal level because our, us as citizens are more in contact with our state uh, level um, political officers than the state or federal level. And we have candidates for state senator, for state representatives, the school boards, with everything, the challenges that we have seen in the schools, again, and again, I'm not taking one position or another right now. You know, the school boards, you know, this is this is where your kids, if you're a parent, your kids go to school. You need to get involved and learn more about who's running the school boards and make the right decision, you know, as an example. <clears throat> and obviously we have the, you know, the justices, the judges, our Supreme Court, uh, amendments to the constitutions. You have to study the ballot, study the candidates, study the positions and make the best decision to vote, <clears throat> which is one of the challenges. And obviously there's the challenges, of course, within the Hispanic community, which I'm not gonna talk about that right now, but it is very important to get educated, to make and think for yourself. I'm going to repeat it again. Think for yourself and make the best decision. And that's what we need, especially in this election. We're facing very difficult times with a recession looming, with so many things happening. We have to make the right decisions. And hopefully, <clears throat> you know, you make the right decisions and exercise your right to vote. So... If you're a parent, if you're, are you satisfied with the way our schools are run? Are you satisfied with our economy? Are you satisfied with our border security? Are you satisfied with by, with crime? Are you satisfied with the state of things right now? Yes or no? If not, then you know who to vote. You know, no, no, yes. I mean, you have to make the decision. And but most important of all, and I want to conclude with this: exercise your democratic right. I know that people say, oh, Tony, both parties are the same thing without saying the bad word. I mean, they're controlled by interest. They, You're wasting your time. And I say to those people, you know what? You're not wasting your time because we need to make a difference. We need to get more involved. 
again, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, conservative, progressive, or liberal, libertarian, Christian, religion, regardless of your background, we need to get involved. So let's, let's leave. To, today is Saturday. I'm assuming you know, tomorrow is the last day of early voting in different, you know, again, if, if most states. And I encourage you to vote, to exercise your right to vote. So again, I want to appreciate all of you for tuning in to this episode of My Time with Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. And if you haven't done so, please uh, follow me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram. Um, you know, I have my own website, TonyHernandezPumarejo.com, YouTube, and many other platforms. And if you haven't done so yet, and you'd like to learn more about my, you know, my life story, living as an autistic advocate, an autistic person, you're more than welcome to get a copy of my book, An Autism Unscripted Life, uh, available on Amazon and on my website. So again, go ahead, get out there and go vote. Again, my name is Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. Thank you so much for being with me here in this episode. And again, make the difference out there. So I wish you all that you have a great evening, a good day, or good morning. God bless. Bye-bye. And this is it for another episode of My Time with Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. I hope you like it. Uh, so if you want to learn a little bit more information in terms of the work that I do, um, please uh, subscribe to my social media, you know, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube under my, my name, Tony Hernandez, Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. You can also follow my website, www.tonyhernandezpumarejo.com. And if you're interested in getting a copy of my book, An Autism, A Scripted Life, uh, you can purchase it from Amazon and, or any other platform, including my own, you know, my, my website. So I hope you liked this episode of My Time with Tony Hernandez Pumarejo. And until next time we, we meet, thank you. And have a wonderful day. Blessings.